Hello. 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 How are you? I'm good. Are you feeling better? You've been under the weather. I am feeling a little better. Okay. I realize I still failed to get my headphones. Oh. Yes. So, again, once again, I apologize for just the third week for my inferior um sound quality so yeah. mm. you sound pretty good on my end but it's just see, see how it holds up over the course of the recording yes that depends on whether i most times i do so well, there it is there it is so yeah so sorry about the gap um yeah just a little gap Last week, I, as we discussed, I was in Dallas, and I, there was no time for me. <laughs> oh, no, you were busy, busy being a career woman. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God, that's a old joke. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah, so... That was that. So I, again, was running on fumes, getting sick because I wasn't getting any rest. Go, go, go. And at some point during the conference, I lost my voice. Um, got back, had a little bit. Sorry, it's really late here. I'm yawning. Mm-hmm. A little relapse and... Yeah, decided to just take it easy this weekend. Right. So Minus the part where I watched toddlers. That was not taking it easy, but uh, No, that's not taking it easy <laughs> at all. It's like the opposite of taking it easy. <laughs> the opposite of taking it easy. Oh my yes, God. for sure. Toddlers, good grief. Mm-hmm. Two of them. Two twins. Twins. Twin yeah. toddlers. Twin toddlers. It's like a nightmare. Three majors, three majors. They have opinions and they want to share them with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're a baby. Stop it. They're I'm babies, baby. but they talk now. I'm not a baby. Oh, well, okay. Wow. Yeah. 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 When I tell you she said something that I was just like, okay, I am not. I'm done. I can't remember, but yeah, they are. Oh my gosh, yeah. Cool. What was it? Because it was hysterical. I can't uh, remember, but yeah. It'll, they, it'll come to us. It, yeah. these, these, these little kids, and they're so smart. They're so smart. And I was like, how? I don't recall being that like sharp. <laughs> like... I mean, maybe I wasn't. I mean, because I have very little like concrete memories of childhood. So maybe I was. I just, you know, it's just all together with all these other memories that I don't have access to for whatever reason. 
Um, I I was like a little old lady for my age, but I don't know. I just feel like these kids are just so just on another level. Mm-hmm. Yep, I feel you. Yeah. All right. So, mm-hmm. tell me what's going on in the world because I don't have a clue. Okay, well, today's, uh, I've shifted, since we're recording a day later, I've shifted my stories a little bit, um, because today the big news is that the Kobe Bryant Memorial was held at the Staples Center. Um, it was okay, a... so I'll take that off of my wisdom oh. everything. Oh. Go on. <laughs> I put it in the newsworthy. Oh, um. Okay. I'm only going to cover just the initial, just the first part of the LA Times article because it's pretty long. But it, um, so as um, I think everybody knows, I think the big thing for me was just sort of the experience of it. It really was, I didn't get to see it all. I was at work today. But quite literally, anybody who had access to a computer monitor, a cell phone, um, which is essentially everybody <laughs> um, and on the television screens, like in the cafeteria and different places around waiting rooms in the hospital, it was on every screen. Like I, everybody that I walked by was watching it, break rooms, anyone who had an opportunity to just kind of catch bits and pieces of it. Um, and it did really feel like because of that, it, it felt like this communal National Day of Mourning. Yeah, like it was very much a National Day of Mourning. I think that that's really accurate. Um, And it, I I do hope that I like, and I've watched bits and pieces of some of the different um, tributes that were given, um, just kind of like highlights and and smaller um, sound sound bites from them. But I do want to, I do hope to take some time to kind of go through the videos and and see. more of it in its um, entirety. Um, yeah, ESPN, you can um, 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 screen the whole thing. On, oh, okay. Screen cool. the whole thing. Um, oh, how much this is a thing, like, I have a Facebook friend who's in LA, well, several, lots of them, but this one particular one said, like, if I had known that all the teachers are going to do today was play the memorial and have Kobe coloring sheets, I would have kept the kids at home. Oh, I mean, basically, yeah. Because I mean, I first of all, I let's just be clear. I worked for LA Unified for fourteen years. Teachers do that kind of stuff off of things that are not even this big. <laughs> like, oh, we're all gonna stop and do whatever for like you know, because it's my personal thing that I'm paying tribute to. Mm-hmm. So, so do know that yeah, that that was always the case. Um, you know, um, I thought it was cool that um, I didn't. It didn't click for me till today so this is just me being slow but you know i they you know please don't say the date thing the date thing yeah oh gosh you are late (laughs) i am late i just said i'm like i was like oh 224 i get it like i was just like okay got it but actually i didn't see that the um the date in print until today so i wasn't even i just knew that it was on monday i didn't wasn't thinking about the day all three numbers in one. Oh, and the year. Yeah. Okay. See, I was just going two twenty four because the two there are two numbers. What's the okay? No, like two two four. That's eight. Two two four. 
So two. Oh, you're saying if you add two twenty four together, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So people have been yeah. All the little combinations. So yeah, I was like, oh gosh, you guys. Okay, so go on. Talk about the memorial. Um. So just the one part I'm going to cover is from the beginning of a a collaborative article in the LA Times and it starts off to saying, you know, Kobe Bryant played many roles over the course of his 41 years, the NBA superstar who for two decades donned purple and gold and led the Lakers to five championships, the Olympic gold medalist, the businessman, the coach and the friend. But for Vanessa Bryant, the two roles that her husband played the best were those of a loving father, a true girl dad and a doting husband. Tears filled her eyes as she took the stage at Staples Center on Monday and spoke about some of the similarities her late husband and their 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, shared. They both had a knack for writing, touching tributes to Vanessa in cards and letters on special occasions. They had a passion for family time in the form of movie and game nights. They both loved basketball. Bryant was a loving dad who always remembered the simple things like being on time to pick up their girls from school and leaving the toilet seat down in a house full of ladies, she said. (laughs) Um, She was, um, and this is a quote, she was thoughtful like him. They were so easy to love. They were happy, funny, silly, and they loved life. They were so full of joy and adventure. God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. He had to bring them home together. Yeah, that part took Mm. out. Yeah, like I that made strong men just. (laughs) I was like, I don't know that anybody. um, Yeah, and I was. It was such a like, and and again, like I just that that's the only that's all that I'm going to read in the article because it goes into a whole lot more detail about the whole entire ceremony. But, um, you know, I just felt like that was so uh, poignant and also um, such a such a thing that we do with grief you know and just that the importance of finding ways to make meaning yeah like to make sense and to make meaning of something that is otherwise meaningless or feels just completely you know irrational and unreasonable um and so um so yeah that was that was just one of those like you know like gut-wrenching moments of like this is this is the work of it like it's this hard like trying to figure out like how can how can we move forward in a meaningful way and have this not feel like life is now just wasted yeah especially because she has those three girls Mm -hmm. that she has to continue to raise and mourn and help them process this as well but the strength that she possessed Mm-hmm. get up there and eulogize her husband and her daughter yeah like I could not I was in awe like I was like I there was no way like you would be picking me up off the floor um and I know that you know she kind of like has this sense of duty like you know she has to you know like an obligation to do this but oh my gosh like no, it was it. incredibly impressive and just it so was. So, so sad. And and definitely like then, you know, and then, um, you know, I saw a little bit of Michael Jordan's uh, tribute. I saw some of Shaq's tribute and you definitely, I don't know. I just, again, like you said, it was such a like communal national day of mourning, this like coming together around. And it, like I said, the same thing right after the tragedy took place. It was like for just, um, and I shared this on my Facebook page. I think I talked about it um on the podcast that day um the um 
this whole idea that just for, you know, from the time everyone heard the news about Kobe Bryant and for the next like 24, 36 hours or something like nobody was posting about like Trump or Sanders or Buttigieg or whoever, you know, like there was just like this like moment in time where everyone was just together and you know, just joined in sorrow and grief and and shock and you know and that whole kind of just communal communal feeling that comes from a tragedy, um, unfortunately, yeah. you know, like that that brings people together across all lines, and um, and I felt like today was just like just another little snippet of that, just like during during the the whole broadcast the live stream um of the of the memorial there was just this moment where everyone sort of put today's headlines and everything else aside um to get back to that you know and to think about this family and all the families um yeah yeah that were affected so um so yeah and then the only other thing i saw about this that was interesting or that i just didn't know is that um i guess i um, I didn't know that Kobe Bryant was estranged from his parents. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Okay. I, I didn't know. Do you know what that's about? Like, I just saw a little snippet about how they were there and they were, you know, that Vanessa Bryant, like, welcomed them to be a part of the memorial, even though they had been estranged. But I didn't read much further than that. So, and yeah, it was it was so, news to me. So, it's been, it was le- it's been less than 10 years. I think it was, it's been about seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, but his mother tried to sell some of his uh, memorabilia that was like left in oh, his childhood home. Like I vaguely remember this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he like had to file an injunction to get them to like stop and all that kind of stuff. And there was like, you know, falling out about that. Cause I guess his thing was like, cause they, they issued an apology. It's like, you know, he's, from, you know, you know, supported us, you know, it was a misunderstanding, blah, 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 but like, he, like, supported, like, his parents, you know, his sisters for a while, and then I think he just felt, oh, your kitty's loud. I'm you sorry. Know, like, uh, <laughs> um, sounds like a bunny. Um, a sense of, like, I guess betrayal about, you mm-hmm. know, doing this. Um, so, yeah, so they, you know, have been, a, they were estranged since that time. Okay, I do remember that. I, I didn't realize that 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 turned into a, a long term thing. Oh, that's mm-hmm. sad. It is very sad. Cause that's really sad. Yeah, oh, that kind of breaks parents, my heart. Yeah, like having parents that uh, it's a strange one. Like I can't think of, and I know like some people have like horrible parents that you have to distance yourself from. But sure. I just can't like. I can't imagine that, like, not talking to my parent voluntarily for, like, for that long years, knowing yeah. that I have children, like, they've never met some of their grandchildren. Mm. Oh, but. that makes me really sad. See, I didn't know. I did. I, I, I do remember that story about them trying to sell stuff, you know, like, I vaguely, like, not like, I just remember it happening. Um but I didn't know that it led to this long-term estrangement. And um, that really breaks my heart. That's, mm-hmm. um, I recently have like a friend who lost a, a parent and they had been estranged. And I mean, you know, they, or they had a very, like, 
just they had a hard relationship and so never mm. really fully like like we're never really like a like a traditional like parent child relationship mm-hmm. and so just I never got past that like never worked towards something even in the middle you know um and it's so hard once they die I mean and this is like the opposite like you know it was like a natural course of like a parent dying and a child being left mm-hmm. behind but um whenever there's that disconnection like once the person dies like it's just what you know it's just so hard I just I can't just I'm just kind of like is that and I, I don't know it's just anything like is that worth like I don't know like what other things were involved but like is that sure. worth not having that relationship but you know that's not for me to say but I can't think of no, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, uh, it's, it's we, we, we can only speak for ourselves, but I just, I just, and for me, like, you know, that me and my mom were never um, close, and um, and she and I actually went um, through a time where we weren't speaking, and um, and I'm so grateful, like, I'm so grateful that, um, that God really like allowed a, a, a season of reconciliation and a season of sort of like, you know, like it's just, it's a big deal. Like, I mean, to me, it's such a big deal that we got that, that we were able to have that. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, it's for you as well. Not, not just for them. Oh, like, I mean, it's the healing yeah. And, yeah, and the peace that you feel. Like. Yeah. Like I feel like it was, it was freeing for both of us in a million ways. Um, but for me now being left behind, you know, her, her having died five years ago now, um, I'm just so grateful that I just have a piece around that, that there isn't this big mm-hmm. regret, you know, this yeah. heavy regret that, again, had it not been taken care of and had it not been reconciled and, and, um, and fixed, um, I'd, ha- I'd have, you know, like there'd be nothing I could do about that now, Mm-mm. you know, um, and that's... And that feels very, you know, very permanent. And it is. Uh, it is, you know. I mean, it's just so, oh, that makes me very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, okay. So that's the um, the larger, like, today's, like, you know, um, news of the day. This, <laughs> this other story that I had picked up for yesterday, I thought I would um, – have this be my second story because it's much lighter and just so <laughs> random. Um, but okay, you know, um, President Trump is in India right now. Mm-hmm. Someone <laughs> mentioned this to me. Yes, that's okay. the only reason why I know. <laughs> so okay. he's in India. This uh, article is out of uh, CNN.com and um, it's uh, Dateline uh, February 23rd out of Delhi. And um, it's the headline is uh, Trump braces for a beef free menu in India. (laughs) Oh, my God. So the president whose diet is often and I like, again, I, I think I feel like I've heard this said, but. I did not realize that this is like an actual like thing thing. His diet is often a rotation of steaks, burgers, and meatloaf. Um, and he faces a potential shock as he prepares to travel to three Indian cities this week. His, <laughs> his, his trip includes stops in Gujarat state, Agra, and Delhi, where Hindus are the majority and cows are revered as sacred. In some neighborhoods, meat eating is so taboo that it's not done in public, which I'm thinking, like, it's not done in public. Like, 
is it done at all? Like, how do you get meat anywhere? If like, it just, it seems to me like. I feel like there's some smuggling of cows going on or something. Oh my God. Like a black market for cows. A black market of cow meat. That is insane. Okay. So Trump's host, Prime Minister Narendra Modi, has gone out of his way to generate an elaborate reception for the president, including hosting a massive rally in the world's largest cricket stadium, which apparently, again, pause, Trump is really popular in India. Isn't that random? Yes, that's what someone said today. They're like, oh my God, he's so happy. He's being like seated like and like welcomed warmly in India, which I was like, sure. Okay. No, like he this really, is really is. Yeah. It's like a cricket, like a huge cricket stadium, which is like a football stadium for us, right? And they, um, they're like wearing like these hats and they're not MAGA hats. They're Namaste Trump. <laughs> bananas okay okay yeah, but in anything like like this that happens i always have to wonder how authentic any of these things are and it, people, in terms of the representation or the what do you mean which like part of people it getting paid to do this like are these like actual people who are excited or is this something like government or they're like putting together to put on a good show yeah but india is a democracy it's not like china yeah i guess um and it's like and actually on i think it was was it on npr yeah it was on npr this morning like they were talking about like i was just like if even npr is reporting that this is like a real thing i feel like it wasn't just like a like a (laughs) one-sided you know anyway it's fascinating anyhow so he's being a massive rally he's hosting a massive rally um, he's arranging a tour of the Taj Mahal for him. Um, and um, But Modi is a devoted vegetarian and plans to serve vegetarian food to the president, according to people familiar with the planning. Trump will visit for several meals with Modi when he's in India, including a lunch and a formal banquet Tuesday evening at Ornate Rashtrapati Bhavan, the official presidential palace in Delhi. People familiar with the trip's planning caution that menus would likely only be finalized at the last minute. And Trump's aides have been known to intervene to ensure Trump's tastes are catered to when he's on the road. He once had steak twice in a day while abroad. I don't know why that's like... <laughs> anyway, a person close to the president who has dined with him on several occasions said Trump has salad with a meal every now and then. But other than that, I have never seen him eat a vegetable. <laughs> that's a quote. You know what? This is so funny. This is going to be totally random, but it reminds me of God. I was watching. It was a Girls Next Door that Hugh Hefner reality show, like ages and ages and ages ago. Okay, he was the same way. He basically ate the same thing every day, and they had a thing where they went to Europe, and he literally had to have a steak and a plain baked potato, or like something like totally like bland and crazy. And, like, he had, like, someone go out and fetch it, and it had to be prepared, like, a certain way, and that's, like, he wasn't eating at a restaurant. He had to have his food. It's so straight. You know, I I think, first of all, and I think that that's a strange thing of anybody. Like, you know, we've talked about this. Like, we don't, I don't understand people traveling to go to McDonald's 
in wherever, you know, like there's a McDonald's everywhere you go. You know what I mean? So like, I, like, I don't get it. Like, and I don't get like not be, I don't get just even being in your own city and not trying new things or like, you know, trying just, you know, so I don't understand that at all. And I definitely. Indian food is delicious. Yeah. Indian food is delicious. Hello. And I want to see him eat in uh, authentic Indian food and I want to see his face turn red because I'm sure like their food is so hot. Oh my gosh. I'm sure like like, uh, authentic, Authentic like the real deal. Like I can't eat it. Like it's so spicy. (laughs) So hot. Oh my gosh. So, um, so the article goes on to say in the past, the countries Trump has visited often accommodate his diet, feeding him lamb or another alternative. A steak is not, is not on the menu. Uh, but several officials said it's hard to imagine Modi serving the president his usual fare. Uh, one former official said, I don't know what he's going to do in this case. They don't serve cheeseburgers. <laughs> the quotes in this article are just cracking me up. Um, yeah, Even though like lamb, you know, they do serve lamb. So with the, okay. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, I guess that's, and so it says, even one of the president's favorite fast food restaurants, McDonald's, doesn't serve beef in India. Instead, no. of course, because why? Like, there's no, not a market for it. Instead, there's not a market for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> instead, locals dine on chicken burgers or fried paneer cheese sandwiches. That mm, sounds that's delicious. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we will go to McDonald's in India. <laughs> They do have different stuff. Yeah, no, like for sure the they hot do. Sodas, but other than that, yeah, but the the lack the of ice is everywhere. So good. It's totally, yeah. It's it's eye opening. Yes, but go on. Everything. They, there's always something that's like specific to the cultural setting yeah. as well. Like they match the thing. So yeah. anyway, um, here a sandwich. Okay. That sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it just goes on in more detail about the trip and all that's going to go on or whatever and kind of what this. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's I he's just cut kind of, what they later like in the in the article basically refer to him as a reluctant traveler. Um, and again, like I just it's such a like waste. I, like I just feel like you're like this billionaire. You have access, just you just have access, period, to like the entire world. And, and which for me is, you know, not is both like seeing things, experiencing different things, and eating, you know, like experiencing the culture through the food or whatever. And I will never understand, like, a president or not, like, I don't get how you, um, how you're so like I don't know like just limited to like oh I like have this one thing that I like and that's all that I like and I don't ever try anything he, other than what I you like you know what he is he is literally a toddler he is a toddler that's what toddlers do they it come is. on to something they're like hey everything's new to them so if they find something they like they're like hey let's keep doing this, this right is for me that's true that is true Oh my gosh, it's it's ridiculous. So, but you know, so we'll see how this plays out uh, for him with his uh, beef, his beef free, potentially beef free menu um, in India. Um, but again, maybe it'll be evened out by the fact that um, he's. Is he going to Argentina after? I know he should go straight to Argentina afterwards, so he could just like beef it up. <laughs> 
Uh, that would be a really good idea. Just to kind of that'll that'll be his palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, like, ugh, get me out of here. Oh my gosh! But again, he's being adored by like stadium filled, um, uh, stadium f- filled uh, with uh, Indian admirers. So maybe that'll balance it out because he he does like the uh, adoration. I think he likes that even more than meatloaf. I would think I I would I would guess that he would he would take adoration over meatloaf. I think. So um so yeah so anyhow those are my uh two uh what what is it newsworthy what's going on Awesome 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 So for Viral Vox I know you saw this you see the video of the dad seasoning food with his son yes. dancing I loved that I was trying to find like some names or something but I couldn't but adorable i just loved it so much oh so so much goodness in that video so i'm sure all of our listeners by this time have already seen it but i'm gonna post it anyway just Mm -hmm. because it's adorable i love it oh i just love seeing i just love seeing dads being dads it makes me so happy (laughs) just like Mm -hmm. having a good time fathering their kids boys or girls or combination Mm -hmm. thereof like it just makes my heart sing Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's good stuff Mm. and weren't they like dancing to um like he had some like it was also it was like a lesson in all sorts of things seasoning food jamming to like good like classic music music. (laughs) yes I was like, son was like into it. I was like, yes. He was, was feeling it. Was it got to give it up? Was it Marvin? Gaye? Got to give it up. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. That was definitely one. And then there was um, a second song after that, but I can't think of what that was. But anyway, it was all good. Yeah. So adorable. So props to you, Papa. That Whoever you cool. are and your sweet Whoever son. Whoever you are and your sweet son. That was so cute. We're going to ignore the cross-contamination um complaints that people were talking about. I was like, you guys, focus. Focus. What? Oh, why? Because he went from chicken to beef? No, because he kept he was touching the seasoning with his hands and then going back and like going back and forth with the seasoning and then the touching the meat. I was like, guys, focus. Focus on the cuteness and get over your shows. Oh my God, seriously. Okay, so, um, okay, so by wait till me everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Kobe Memorial. So <laughs> I'm just sorry. Saying, no, you're fine. That I love the Beyonce tribute. It was very nice. I love that Alicia Keys did not sing but just play the piano. That was also lovely. <laughs> and. Is a backhanded compliment if I've ever heard one. I mean, oh, it was full of shade. I go, I, I, am, I am shade. I, I, yes, I admit it. Cause she, um, she's not the best singer, um, but she can play a piano. She, she can sure play can. a piano. She sure so can. She played Moonlight Sonata. Gorgeous. Um. So, yeah, but when they said that I was reading the article first before I started looking at clips because I was working. I didn't have time to sit down and like mm-hmm. watch the whole thing. And I just couldn't take that anyway. So, um, 
I was like, I was like, Alicia Keys, what? They had Beyonce sing and Christina Aguilera sing and Alicia Keys, like why? why? Right, right. And yeah. I saw that she played the piano. I was like, oh yes, thank you. Thank much better. You. Much better. So that was beautiful. Uh-huh. And um Shaq and um Michael Jordan's uh, speeches, like little tributes were very um funny. Um mm-hmm. you know, they kind of, you know, very heartfelt. But also, you know, just a little bit of, you know, levity to, you know, the, mm-hmm. whole, you know, the whole ceremony. So Michael Jordan um, kind of, um, you know, crying while he was speaking mm-hmm. and then saying, like, he's going to be another crying meme for another four years, <laughs> which was hilarious. That was so funny. Yeah, yeah, that was so, like, it was the perfect amount of, like, self-deprecation and, like, <laughs> you know right yeah, levity and all that it was so good yeah and Shaq with the I was like um Shaq with the cursing on a live broadcast yes but it was that story was hysterical it was but I was like did you just drop the he did mf yeah like the of the whopper on international tv like it's being broadcast everywhere mm-hmm. but Shaq but that story was hilarious as well so you know I like that so that was you know we already talked about Vanessa Bryant's tribute so very very um, like touching tributes and, and like you said one day I will probably look at the whole thing or over you know the course of the week look at bits and pieces mm-hmm. but for real people I know like were at work and they were like I am not working today. I am watching this memorial. <laughs> Especially right. in LA, if you had any job if mm-hmm. waiting for somebody to process your loan or to do something. Yeah, you better know it wasn't getting done today. Yeah, it was a holiday in LA. So y'all mm-hmm. sorry. So sorry. Um, yeah, and so the other thing, I was like, it's just been such a sad like week. So goodbye to three mm-hmm. um so first of all last week I think a little bit after we um wrapped up well no we weren't we did tape last week mm-hmm. sometime last week um Janet Dubois mm-hmm. um better known as Walona yes on um good times um passed away um and again, like her character was iconic. Um, her character, yeah, on the show was iconic. Just you saw a black woman who was like beautiful and like glamorous and like snarky and just you know like sexy. Like she was just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. like an auntie. You know what I mean? Like she was like everybody had that you know auntie and like she was like that on you know on tv so that was like awesome to see so um and you have the debate you know settled with you i saw you post something on facebook about that about the well yeah it was funny because you know as when it came up um that day um me and one of my coworkers um were talking about um Walona and Penny mm-hmm. and I was like you know and I was like well I was like I'm pretty sure um she was 
her foster i was like and i couldn't what i couldn't remember was if she ever like officially like if they ever got past the foster stage you know i was like i'm I'm pretty sure that was a part of the storyline you Mm -hmm. know and then um and then he was like oh you know like he was saying like he was like no i thought that she was like they were like related like you know like some other way and i was like no i don't think so you know and so then I was like, I was second guessing myself, but I was just like, no, because the whole like abuse thing, right. and that, you know, like I was reminding him, I was like, remember the iron and he, how so I was like, the iron? how can you forget the iron? Thank you. So I was like, okay, I'm posting on Facebook just because this is, this is one, this is a funny debate. And two, I know that everyone will answer accordingly. Um, but yeah, so. I had forgotten about the official adoption thing, but when someone brought it up, I was like, yes, I remember. Yeah, I was like, okay, I remember. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so that was, that was a trip. But I, I, it just, um, yeah, so that was a fun, first of all, that was a fun (laughs) Facebook conversation because it turned into a whole other thing. Um, but, um, it's, I just, I, I, I remember just, like, it was so, Good Times was just such a, like, I don't know, part of, like, my like daily like ritual, you know, because it was it was all reruns by the time you know like right we, we were, started watching we started it. watching it was all like you know, but yeah like I like I needed to know what was going to happen with the Evans family, <laughs> like you know after school each day or whatever you know like it was just like this regular part of my like routine as a kid, mm. um, and um, and Walona's character for sure was. Um, was I mean at the time like groundbreaking? Mm-hmm. I mean the whole show in a lot of ways, um, I think was, an you know, an attempt at, you know, just presenting, um, a, you know, a black family with a father in the household and yes. you know like you know it's just there was and an how, ass- like I love that they insisted on that because yeah they, yeah they're like no we're not gonna do the usual like you know single mom struggling mm-hmm. you know whatever, um. And um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, anyway, it's just, you know, it's sad to see um, as we see, you know, as, as that generation of um, actors and actresses gets older, you know, um, we're, we're seeing them pass away. So, yes. Yeah, so that was one icon. The next <laughs> just yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, B. Smith, model, <laughs> former model and lifestyle guru, passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, like, complications from her. um why can I not think right it's now? Alzheimer's. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, okay, how? Um... <laughs> right, how I prefer. <laughs> Help me. It's not funny, but it is kind of crazy. <laughs> it's kind um, of funny. Um, I'm sorry. Inappropriate, but funny. Inappropriate, but yeah, she um, passed away yesterday from complications around her illness and just. I know we talked about her, I think, in our, the husband, husband situation. Oh. Yeah. Um, but just kind of like, you know, like, not happy, but like, you know, that she's kind of, you know, taken out of that situation and just like yeah. kind of being trapped, you know, in her mm-hmm. body, you know. Yeah. So kind of just the relief of all of that. So recipes to her as well for sure Uh, um just beautiful and just like just all the things you know people call like the black martha stewart but like Uh just 
she was just so elegant and just like just amazing so um rest in peace to be smith um and finally today uh-huh. our hidden figure Catherine yes. Johnson passed yes. away at the age of 101 101 folks yeah so man I'm just like you know she's lived a long and very uh-huh. um accomplished life but the yes. fact that she, you know these past few years she was able to get the you know recognition that she so truly deserved um throughout her life so you know it's wonderful um that she was able to kind of get you know get that you know recognition like in her later mm-hmm. years and that it we is know her name yeah that we know her name and that she was able to get interviewed she had mm-hmm. a got a barbie doll you know <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it was like you know, so, i mean if you i mean it, you know it's like i don't know i just think also like like you're, what you're saying you know so many people get recognized posthumously mm-hmm. and that's all fine and good but like you know just the ability to have like you know she was like with her roses you know? as yeah. the older people say she right. yeah that is a big deal and mm-hmm. i just you know so many people don't get recognized um you know while they're alive um and so it's just nice to um that she had and that she was like that she was like yeah, you know, totally like you know, alert and oriented, mm-hmm. and able to like you know, really recognize that this is this was happening. You know, she wasn't yeah. like super sick, or you know, or or like ailing from you know dementia or anything like that. You know, she's yeah, like she a healthy like, lady. Yes, for especially for a uh, hundred years old. Girl. So, yeah, so that was you know amazing. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, so that's kind of all I have. You know, it's kind of a somber. Uh, wait till me everything there's some other stuff going on in celebrity news but because I'm old like I don't know who these people are so <laughs> oh my goodness I was trying if you don't know who they are I really don't right so there's a whole thing in shade room like some people like I know who they are because of you know of other things or I can quickly figure out who these people are like I know these people's I like I know their names but I don't know their significance or why Mm -hmm. or what their relationship is so like the shade room had like a several post thing about you know this baby mama this ex-girlfriend this rapper or something and I was like I don't know hmm. who these people are. I don't know what their beef is. Apparently, they've been beefing for a while. I don't care. So, that was that. So, I was like, okay, so let's... Yeah, nothing really interesting to me. So, oh well. So, yeah. So, that's that's it. Um, yeah, and then I had it... There isn't... That's a big news story that I haven't had a chance to delve into because there's like a lot of explanation about how the verdict broke down in the Harvey Weinstein trial. Mm. Um, yeah, see, so, I thought you were going to talk about that and not Kobe. You know, and that, that, that would have been a good guess, except that this just happened today. And see, I had gotten stories ready for yesterday. Yes, so when did. I saw that this happened today and I started to look at it, I was like, oh, it's a little bit more detailed so we'll talk we'll definitely talk about that next time because we've been following the harvey weinstein trial since 
before it was a trial, like when it was just okay breaking news. I want to know why when they get caught for all of their tomfoolery and shenanigans, all of a sudden they're feeble old men. Oh my god! Well, you know what? Yeah, and we can definitely talk about that because you know what? It, what's stupid about that too is that it's the like, oldest trick in the book. Like, remember, yes! like Al Capone and like all these like, like you know, uh, mafia gangster. Like, you know, it's like uh, a trope. Like, it's like yeah, it's like this such a trope. Like, you know, like oh, all of a sudden you come to the and like you know you're like in a wheelchair and like half blind and you know. You're talking out of this only one side of your mouth because presumably you've had a stroke or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like that is so been done. Like, mm. I can't believe that anyone would advise, like, or like just I, how it like it may, I feel like it's such a trope that it makes you look even guiltier than we already yes. know that you are. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, so I'm surprised that, like, his counsel wouldn't even just, like, advise against it for that very reason. That, like, just, no. Like, just go in there. Just be, you know, like, no one. Be everyone, the big man that you've been all. Right. Man you've been all these years in Hollywood. Yeah. Be that jerk. Be that asshole. Be that, sorry. But be that person. <laughs> okay? Be that person. Be that course. person. No, for sure. Like, it's so ridiculous so yeah he's yeah he'd been showing up to trial with a walker and trying to look like all sorts of like debilitated and whatever it's so so ridiculous like it's 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 stupid so anyhow so i do uh we will um on our next episode um i will have thoroughly read um all the (laughs) the verdict um because the charges are broken down into different mm-hmm. counts and degrees and whatever and i wanted to and apparently third degree rape which i didn't even know was a thing yeah so i want to be a little bit more um knowledgeable when i talk about it so so yeah so that will be forthcoming i'm not ignoring that story at all knowledgeable uh, what do you think this is <laughs> Yes, we are. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you. We are like a formal uh, news <laughs> newscast now. <laughs> I thought we were like the New York Post of podcasts. <laughs> we are. We are for all intents and purposes. We really are. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, what do you have for uh, Let's Get Personal? Oh, I get to start first. Yes, please do. Okay, so I want to do a fun little thing. Well, Okay, first of all, as I said, great time in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Again, me and the soup. I've been like cooking soup all crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like crazy. And it's funny because I mentioned the little soup um, a few weeks ago, and one of our listeners like texted me and asked me for the recipe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I was like, okay, this is just something I recreated from a soup that I had at a lunch. Like, there was no recipe. I just kind of threw it together which is what I told her so I did have a recipe on the soup that I made yesterday mm. called the rest it was so delicious so is that like is it pork or beef beef okay so it's like a beef stew yes it's like okay we can beef stew okay and when I say that broth like today I cook like a chicken you know soup mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, it just made me want the beef soup because I had like actual like soup bones with the marrow. 
that are kind of like brown and just like mm-hmm. cooked down and all that marrow just you know disappeared and just like you know bone broth basically and it was just so good delicious really yeah so that was very good even though I put on Facebook you know trying to get some of my Latina friends to kind of give me some guidance <laughs> That's the best is to get someone with some authentic recipes. Yeah, when I sent her a recipe, you know, recipe of one of our mutual friends was like, oh, yeah, that looks good. You know, I don't do this or that. She's like, so yeah, looks good. And I was like, okay, is there something you thought you were missing? I was like, well, I don't know what I don't know because my mama never made this. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) But I was like, it tastes good to me. So... I'll be making that again. And it was, again, very simple. And it's a good, like, if you're at home all day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I started in the morning and then just, like. Uh, that's the best. Any of those slow mm-hmm. cooking type things that just keep, yeah, that's wonderful. Oh, good. So, yeah, so that's been my life right now. But I wanted to do this. You just posted. Somebody else just posted it. And I just wanted to, like, do this. So you okay. already answered yours. Oh, so oh yeah. You've been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Your kidnappers allow you to keep posting on social media to pretend everything is all right. Mm-hmm. What would you post that would alarm your followers without the kidnappers knowing you're asking for help? Yep. It's a wonderful little uh, what if. Um, yeah. So what's your what's yours? I've been thinking about this. and I don't know. I thought it would be something about food. And I was like, oh, my God, guys, I'm going to my favorite restaurant, the Olive Garden. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, that's good. I would know that there was something wrong. <laughs> it was like, the thing is, like, people who know me would know. Yeah, for sure. Wrong. Well, that's the idea, right? Like, if you know me well enough, you'll know that there's a problem yeah. with this. Like, yeah, not all of my followers would know that. Mm-hmm. But, like, my close friends who would actually, like, take action and try to find me. Um... <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I'd like, I'd be like, okay, no, something's wrong. Call the local, <laughs> local law enforcement. She's under duress. Because <laughs> that is not a thing. No, first of all, I don't like Italian food really. Like, yeah, you don't like, even like like good Italian food. That's not true. You I, like no, you like very like good, good Italian, Italian food. food, but it has to be like you good. like high end Italian food. Yeah, authentic. Like someone's Italian Nona food. is in the back. Making yeah, cranking out the handmade pasta. pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some like homemade pasta, and I'm all over it. Yes. But yeah, like otherwise, I'm like Olive Garden. I can make that in my house, so I don't need to go out and spend eleven dollars for a two dollar thing of pasta. Like, no thanks. I have no right. interest in that. So yeah. So okay. So <laughs> yours, which was hilarious, because I was like, oh yes, I would send out. I would ring the alarm. Right. <laughs> clearly wrong here. So mine was. I've decided to go vegan. It's all plant based from here on out. Um, so yeah, that, that, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that that would be like a clear cry for help. <laughs> Cause literally I've said, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. I said something about, oh yeah, like somebody wanted like, you know, a veggie burger or a veggie patty and, da, da, da. and you're like, why, why would it, oh no, I was talking about the beyond burger at Burger King or something. And you're like, why, why would anybody want that? <laughs> 
Yeah, I was like, I don't understand. I was like, is there, you know, like, is there a reason you can't, like, you know, again, circling back to our previous story, are you Indian? Like, you can't have the beef, <laughs> so therefore you're like Hindu, and therefore you can't, like, why? What are we doing here? I don't understand. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so I love this little, like, yeah, you've been kidnapped thing. Um, do you have anything else? Mm-mm. Not, nothing like exciting is going on. Very good. <clears throat> um, all right, so my uh, two things are, one, um, as you know, I can't be without, like, a project. <laughs> oh god I saw this I was like okay I need you to like be satisfied with your home I'm satisfied with my home but I that I can't live with that closet it's a disaster okay, and, oh oh I want to say this okay so while I was away your girl Andrea apparently did like a contest um, oh, he made like a little live right. video about how to hang the signs on her new pantry slash laundry room. Yes. Had people voting, text me while I was away because <laughs> I wanted going, your feedback. Hey, did you see my video? Please vote. Oh, and have to see a vote too. And I was like, girl. I saw it. I don't got time for this right now. And so I voted, of course, because after the fact, I didn't see that there was a um, deadline on the voting. Um, and this blankety blank had the nerve. She had like four options. I did. Walk through them and then had the unmitigated ball <laughs> to pick. None of the above. Yeah, that's what happened. And I was like, when I saw it, we, oh, because she also did a reveal video. And when I saw the reveal video, I was like, mm, I don't remember that being one of the choices. It wasn't. And again, I called shenanigans. I was like, we've been scammed. It's a scam. <laughs> it was. I didn't mean for it to be. Um, yeah, it just it's so, like I was really kind of bummed because I really did want to put, I, the choice that people chose was um, the second option, option B, which would have meant hanging the two, the pantry and the laundry sign together, like one on top of another, um, one yeah. above the other in the middle panel of the door. But what I realized, which is, which was actually my original preference. So I just wanted to like, kind of see if what I was like, you know, liking was sort of like, you know, the best look, because there's lots of options. So anyway, um, but it wasn't until that option was chosen and I was starting to think about putting them on there that I realized that that middle panel of the door, because it's like a shaker style door. So that center panel is thinner than the rest of the door, like the, you know, so the screws that came with it were not going to work because, and then my neighbor pointed out that that middle panel was so thin that you might, shatter it or like crack it by like trying to put screws into it and you know? you've had enough issues with this darn door girl 
let me tell you. So I was like, okay, I definitely don't want to do that. So then I started like, so then I was like, okay, the only other option left would be to adhere it to the panel and like using like those command strips, you know, to kind of like Velcro, Velcro adhere it. And, but the signs are ceramic and my floor is tile. And all I could think about is like opening and shutting and opening and shutting that door day in and day out. And just the impact of that. And like, I like, so I feel like command strips are fine for hanging something on a wall and then it just sits there. Mm-hmm. but I was worried about the movement of like the door back and forth every day. And it's a big heavy door that I'm like constantly like in there. Um, at least I'm in there at least twice a day to get food for the dog and the cat. And then, you know, if I'm doing laundry, if I'm getting, I'm cooking, I'm in there getting stuff out of the pantry. So anyway, I was worried that the command strips wouldn't hold because of all the like back and forth. So that's what ended up happening was that I, since the option that, I and everyone else chose was feeling unattainable. I had to come up with a completely different fifth option that was not originally part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, going oh back. My God. There's huh. a, yes, go on. <laughs> what? Project. Mm-hmm. So I am tackling the den closet. So the den in my house is actually what would be the master bedroom because it's the larger of the two bedrooms that I use as a den. So it's where we watch uh, TV and movies and just hang out. Um, it's got the like bigger like, you know, sectional sofa to like lay out on and all that. And the closet in there is basically the catch all closet. It has the gift wrapping and the, you know, mailing supplies office supplies you know additional like resource books and file cabinets and all sorts of things but because it's that closet it's just been like it just gets messy easily and it's also Mm -hmm. the closet that like if company's coming over and I just don't have time everything gets shoved in there shoved in there you know so it's just a disaster (laughs) um and it's been building, building, building to where I'm like, where like the it's so now like the file cabinet has become less and less accessible. And so because I can't access the file cabinet, I've got piles of papers that need to be filed, but aren't being filed because there's, you know, it's the trickle down effect that's like spilling out into other areas now. So I finally decided that um, I wanted to settle it and get in there because it's just an eyesore and it's not practical and all of that Mm -hmm. so I went to the container store on Friday made an appointment for because they offer like free design consultation services and so I took pictures of the closet I showed them kind of what the functionality needs to be and we made a design um of the type the shelves that we're gonna in the shelves and the basket drawers that we're going to install in there. Um, And it's going to be really, really nice. I'm super excited. And I set the date for March 14th. So three weeks from now, or now a little under three weeks from now. So that means that I have a deadline of three weeks to get in that closet and just start like cleaning things out and start making my piles of uh, trash, donate and keep. And then um, actually go about go go about the business of trashing things and go about the business of donating things and then sorting the keep things into, you know, 
um, categories and all of that so that when March 14th comes, the closet is cleaned out and the installers can come in and take out the old, there's only one shelving in there. And it's literally that shelf that's up there has been there since I moved in, which in May will be 11 years. Um, and the boxes that are sitting on that shelf, that's like bowing, like, <laughs> like there's a part of the shelf that's totally like bowed from the wall. Like it's going to come mm-hmm. in. It's going to come down on its own one day, even if I don't take it down now, you know, um, those boxes have been there since I moved in. Like I moved in the, like literally the boxes are marked second bedroom. <laughs> and they went from the moving truck to the room onto that shelf. And that's where they've lived. I don't think I've ever taken them down. So whatever's in there needs to be gone through and I need to figure out what the, what the deal is with those things. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm super excited Uh, It's a project that I've been wanting to do for a while. And it does, this is the last closet that I've hasn't, I haven't done anything to every single closet um, in all the other rooms in the hallway, obviously the pantry closet that we just talked about. Every other closet has been reworked. And this is the only closet that I've never really done anything to. So I'm super excited about that. So that's my next project. Um, oh, and the last thing for my Let's Get Personal is I'm super excited because uh-huh. today in the mail, I received the little uh, name tag that I ordered for Her Grace. Oh, wonderful. Yes. So I've been waiting. It took forever to come. I think that they just kind of forgot to do it because I ordered it. And you, this is the same company that I've gotten all my pet tags from. Mm-hmm. And it usually comes like in like in 48 hours and like they ne- like it didn't. And I like texted them or I should say, Where is my stuff? yeah, I emailed them and I was like, um, so I uh, don't know what happened. And they like emailed me back the next day and were like, oh, that's strange that it should be there any day. And I'm thinking like, and I could totally, I sort of felt like because you just mailed it today, like <laughs> It just felt like, oh, like they, it was just like an oversight because now it it showed up today and that email was like on Thursday or something. So I really do think that they like, just sent it out. Um, but anyway, it's like, I don't know. I feel like um, I had gotten her collar um, like a week or two ago. And, you know, so I'd put her collar on her, which is, you know, part of the like being official or whatever. Um but I feel like what you know, I'm gonna add adding her name tag to her collar and like having her wear the whole shenanigans. It's just kind of like this like ritual, uh-huh. official like naming ritual of sorts. You know, it's like you are now like you are part of this household. You have your name. You have our address. You know, carried around <laughs> your neck like you're you belong to us. So, um, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's exciting. She's she's doing well even though she's loud and meowing on the podcast. Oh, she really, really is. I was like, wow. What's funny is that she doesn't talk that much. Like, she's not, like, Maggie was a big talker. Um, She talks a lot in the morning, her Grace does, and then her Grace talks a lot, like, when I first get home. Like, I guess she kind of talks a lot when she first sees me. So it's, like, in the morning or when I'm back from work, you know, she's like, meow, 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 meow. And then, then she's like, I'm, that's all I really need to say. 
doesn't say much past that. Like he's kind of like I've said, I've said my piece. So, um, so anyhow, but um, <clears throat> all that's going going well, coming along. So, yeah, I guess that's. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, hmm. No. And then, oh, are you watching anything? <coughs> I've oh done my. so well. <laughs> you have. Oh, my goodness. All of a sudden, the cough just creep back up on you. Me. I know. It's okay. Gosh, I started watching something. Now I can't remember. What was it? I watched to all all the boys uh-huh. I've loved. Uh huh. The new one. Okay. It was. Was it cute? It was cute. I liked the first one better. Okay. Um, and I've just been watching random movies. Like I, you know, watch say anything. Oh, I love say anything. A couple of weeks ago, love it so much. And I watched totally random. Book Club. Have you ever seen that movie with like oh, a bunch of people I'm sure you hate like um <laughs> Mary Steenburgen, Jane Fonda oh yeah um, um okay I'm like of all the things she did I, I just I first thing of course I think of is Kay, Diane Keaton mm. um and Candace Bergen, like you know, it's like the old white lady movie. It really is. Yeah, and um, yeah. So it was ridiculous, but I was like, I just want to watch something on Hulu that is not gonna, you know, have commercials because I don't have commercial-free Hulu. Something um, that just came out, and I can't remember what it was. I haven't. Have you watched the Who Killed Malcolm X? Yes, week? I have. I haven't watched it all, but I'm like probably three or four episodes in. Okay. Um, it's. Have you seen any of it? No, I haven't. So that's on the to do list this week, and also maybe um, Miss Virginia. Have you seen heard about this? Miss Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. So it's about a true story of a lady who fought to get um school choice in DC. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And she was like and it's kind of funny because she, you know, talks about, you know, like she's a Democrat, but of course, like, you know, the Democratic ticket by vouchers. And she was like, okay, great that you guys have this stand, but my child, you know, D.C. schools are failing. And right. I child right now. Absolutely. Not, not some time down the road. And that, right. which is never because at what point has public school ever gotten better with more money thrown at it? But anyway. Um, well, um, no, so I didn't, I haven't. Is it, so that, is that on Netflix too? Yes, Miss Virginia. Miss Virginia. Uh huh. Okay. So I and that this reminds me 
um, that I do have my little known uh, Black uh, History Month piece. Hmm. Tell me. Okay. So there's there's several things out there, but I, so but this is the one I chose because it was uh, one that I I did not know. Um, Esther Jones was the real Betty Boop. Do you know this? I heard that that wasn't true. Well, I found it on um, PBS.org. So I felt like it was credible. (laughs) I felt like it was a credible source. And go for it. It says it's an image of Esther Jones. She's adorable. Um, and it says the iconic cartoon character Betty Boop was inspired by a black jazz singer in Harlem. Introduced by cartoonist Max Fleischer in 1930, the caricature of the jazz age flapper was the first and most famous sex symbol in animation. Betty Boop is best known for her revealing dress, curvaceous figure, and signature vocals, Boop. Oop a dupe. Well, <laughs> there has been controversy over the years. The inspiration has been traced back to Esther Jones, who was known as Baby Esther and performed regularly in the Cotton Club during the 1920s. Um, Baby Esther's trademark vocal style of using boops and other childlike scat sounds attracted the attention of actress Helen Kane during a performance in the late 1920s. After seeing Baby Esther, Helen Kane adopted her style and began using boops in her songs as well. Finding fame early on, Helen Kane often included this, quote, baby style into her music. When Betty Boop was introduced, Kane promptly sued Fleischer and Paramount Public Corporation, saying they were using her image and style. However, video evidence came to light of baby Esther performing in a nightclub, and the courts ruled against Helen Kane stating she did not have the exclusive rights to booping style or image, and that the style, in fact, predated her. Baby Esther's baby style did little to bring her mainstream fame, and she died in relative obscurity, but a piece of her lives on in the iconic character, Betty Boop. Awesome. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? And how do you just go and steal somebody's stuff and then try and be mad when when, um, somebody else makes a caricature of it and that uh, that's just so crazy to me like you you that wasn't your thing to begin with you took it from somebody mm-hmm. and now they're going to use it somebody else is going to do what you did and that you want you're going to go sue somebody Mm-mm-mm. it's just unbelievable people Mm-mm-mm. people people cut it out yeah so um yes cuz i but by the time we record again it will no longer be Black History Month. Although we can continue to do facts. Because every month for me is Black. black. Yes. As the t shirt that I am wearing currently says, I am Black every month. But this month, I'm Blackity Black, Black, Black. Yeah, so yeah, I told you already <laughs> why I went to Target to get the. <laughs> That's right. We talked about this and then you went. And Black. A Atlanta and the Black Target. Oh, this was the other thing that I was going to do for Viral Vox and I forgot all about it. Hmm. There was a little girl who loves Target so much that she had her birthday party in Target. No! (laughs) 
Yes, girl. And they had little, her aunt posted that on social media. She's like, this girl loves her some Target. So they oh, had funny. like all her, her friends had little khakis on and red polo shirts. No. Um, yes, <laughs> they did. They let them do a little scavenger hunt around oh, the school store. That's sweet. And then they had Slurpees. And then they had, um, they gave them each a gift card. Like her mom gave them each a gift, all her friends a gift card, and they could pick something from the store. And that the store let her check them out, let them scan, let her scan her friends, like their little girls. Oh, so she got to work in Target. That's really cute. First of all, then, that's huge because when I was a little kid, all I ever wanted, I, I wanted to grow up and be a checker. It was. <laughs> But it seemed like, because how about like I always wanted to go to bag the groceries. Like when we would go to the, um, those random stores where you had to bag your own groceries. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like the best thing ever. I was first of all, I loved shopping with my parents, especially with my dad. Um, and I would always go to like the grocery store. Like we would all go to the grocery store together. It was like this like family trip, like my parents mm-hmm. and me. And typically what would happen is we would take, we would, we would take two shopping carts. My dad would take one and I would go with my dad and my mom would take one and she would go do like her stuff. So they kind of mm-hmm. like split up the list some kind of way. I don't remember, but I was in, you know, I was always like, I'm going with dad. So, <laughs> um, and so I like I was obsessed with the whole thing. I always had this like <laughs> did I ever tell I don't think I've ever told you this. I had this whole fantasy that what that there was gonna be like a um a secret shopper kind of thing, like a secret more like a secret competition for <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> that there was going to be a secret, like, store-wide competition for whose cart was best organized. <laughs> if this doesn't sound like... This is like an origin story. This is so... This so makes... This so this story makes you make sense to me now. Um, it explains so much. It explains so much. I love this Andrea's origin story. Okay. <laughs> so if you you were like a superhero, the organizer. Yes, it was my be, superpower. Yeah, this would be your figuring out like how to put all the things in the cart so that they were like neatly like you know taking up and maximizing the like surface area, you know, and that the cold things were together and the like you know box things were together and like the packages fit like perfectly. Stop. Yes, girl. Stop. Yep. You have a problem. <laughs> and I and the thing is like my mother was like that. Like not that bad, but it was like that. Like when we would check out, she would be buying things. Everything had to be uh are you okay? You are breathing very hard. Oh, I'm just dying laughing. I'm okay. fine. You okay? Like you need a puff? No, I just need a little okay. water. Um she would like line things up on the conveyor belt mm-hmm. like the same way and like in like an order and I was like what is wrong with you 
Like it was so crazy. And she did a thing that I know a lot of people do. And I like where they take their their bills and they have to have them facing the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah. In order. And I was just like, okay, I I reject all that you're about. So like I think my whole life is See, <laughs> it's your origin story too. It all starts <laughs> in the grocery store. I was like, I cannot do this. Why? Who cares? Oh my god! There were so many things attached to going to the grocery store for some reason. Now that I think about it, so I was like, so I had my own little thing, and I and I turned my dad onto it because he'd like, you know, because he'd grab something off the shelf and just throw it in the cart, and I'd be like, hey, hey, <laughs> you're messing up my system, you know. Um, so I had to let him know that, you know, we because you know, the big thing in like again my like kid's mind was that like we would like there'd be like a, a prize for like the best one. So there was that, and then. Um, when at checkout, first of all, totally fascinated by the checkout process. <laughs> Again, that's, that's what I wanted to be when I grew up was the checkout person. And, um, and then, um, okay. Remember the change machines that oh, yeah. with the coins to dispense out the coins. So like you would, if you paid cash, which yes. was like, a you get like, bills from the checkout person. Right. And then there's a little machine that you're change would come out of yes and to this day i still have kind of like a pavlov dog's reaction to the sound of the change coming out because my father used to quote unquote race me for it of course he wasn't really racing me right (laughs) but i didn't know that (laughs) in retrospect he was not really racing me but he's like okay i'm racing you for it if you get to it first it's yours like you get to keep the change right so (laughs) The sound of that <laughs> activates in me <laughs> this like competitive urge to like grab for it. Thankfully, change machines are like less and less common these days. Hardly anyone pays cash for anything anymore. Um, but yeah, there was a while, even as an adult, where like I would hear a change machine and I'd be like, oh, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, no, that's not that's not your money. <laughs> that's not for you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Oh, yeah, no, I've got issues. You got issues. I got issues. We all got issues. More issues in chat. My friend is um, saying something. Wow, Andrea. (laughs) I just just can't. I just Uh, can't. I told you about that book that I read when I was a kid, Cheaper by the Dozen. Okay, again, that makes sense as well now for why you're the way you are. I love that book. Oh my gosh. I didn't hear about that book until I was in like grad school and I was like, because it was some kind of like organizational class and they referred to this man and his family and I was like, that sounds horrible. (laughs) Well, and then when I read that book, because I know, I think I feel like I read it in like elementary school. Like I had to have been like in fifth grade or something. So it's a story. Cheaper by the Dozen was a story just for anyone who isn't aware of this book. It's a man, it's a family and um, they have 12 kids. So hence the title. And the dad works at a factory and he's kind of like there. He like I don't know if he starts off this way, but he turns into the factory's like efficiency uh, guru or whatever. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Who me? 
<laughs> yes, it sounded like you like choked for a second. No, I actually just dropped my phone. Oh, okay. It sounded like you coughed, like, but it was just like one cough no. and then silence. So I was like, oh my God. Yep. There was no cough at all, actually. Okay. It was just the sound of the phone dropping. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, like 12 kids, you have to be very efficient and organized. Right. So like he had basically like, you know, it, it was a factory with kind of like an assembly line thing. So it was like how many movements you know, like how many movements does it take to make this widget? And how can we get those, if it takes right now, if it's taking us 12 movements, like where's their wasted movement? And how can we like reduce down to the like least amount of moves to make this widget or whatever it was. So he used his family kind of like as um, his, you know, it was like guinea pigs in a way, you know, like the like efficiency of the way the household was run and how like lunches were made and like laundry was done, all these things Mm -hmm. for a household of 14 people. Um, And so it was, so the whole book was about their family life and how that like spilled into his work life and how that ended up helping him like, you know, build his career at this factory or something. I don't remember all the details, but I remember that it was at that point that I went from wanting to be a cashier (laughs) To wanting to be that guy. <laughs> Needless to say, I've never done anything. The, I, I was a cashier in college for a hot second. Um, and at the save-on, um, back when we still had save-ons. Um, so yeah, uh, but other than that, <laughs> that's the closest I've come to any of these childhood dreams. Um <sighs> God, childhood dreams. Have I realized any? No. That's why they're childhood dreams. Well, I mean, honestly, I I'm glad I'm not a a checker. Like that. That's not my. That was not like my, my ultimate career. <laughs> it was fine for. Uh, it was fine for college. I didn't marry Prince. No, you did not. Uh-oh. Did not. No. Yeah. Okay. There you have it, folks. That is indeed everything. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, I have a later day tomorrow where I'm going to make it a later day. There you go. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, uh, so again, this is coming to you a, a day late, but again, we explained why. Um, but We're going to be back again next week. Mm -hmm. We already have one story that we know we're covering. And who who knows what else will happen between now and then. Oh, gosh. Hope nothing crazy. It's enough already. Oh, I don't know. We're in the middle of an election season. Anything could happen. Mm. Oh, Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about that. How Bloomberg got... um, Ether in the last debate. Oh, he did terribly. And again, money, I was like, I don't know if the Democrats are going to be okay with that. But he has been doing, I had to like hide his ads. He's doing some hardcore Facebook targeting to black people. Oh, is he? O-M-G. It was like incessant. And I had to like hide them I was like don't send me anymore it had I thought you had to go in like maybe I should vote for <laughs> now I, I'm interested to know um 
what um like what was the like what were some of the what the the content kind of like how he wants to basically all the stuff that he's done for black people how he wants to help black people gain like economic independence, build businesses, blah blah blah, all these things. Mm-hmm. But as most New Yorkers and people on the East Coast have, you know, loudly reminded people, he was the biggest proponent of stop and frisk, mm-hmm. which is responsible for um, any you know, number of awful things. Awful things to happen so Mr. Bloomberg cut it out and so I think this was finally the nail in the coffin for people who were kind of going well maybe he isn't that bad yeah he he presented I mean I didn't I I don't watch the debates but everything I read was just like he just presented really defensively I guess is was the overarching feeling um on the debate floor um and he wasn't able to like rec- yeah. recover from like you know attacks you know like instead of just sort of redirecting and and making his points he was like he would like actually kind of go into a defense that was it was apparently it's just this kind of a mess so that was crazy um and then um and we're still like uh, so South Carolina is this week um and um so yeah we'll definitely have that news as to how Biden ends up doing in South Carolina, because Biden is still like we talked about last time, he's still holding out for South Carolina, mm. and he did come in second in Nevada, mm. um, but again, second to Bernie Sanders, which is still kind of crazy. Um, and I think Sanders is feeling really um, one of the things. One of the podcasts I listened to today. Had, was saying how Sanders feels um, going into, like, I think Arizona is next, and then the, the southern states. Um, going into Arizona, he actually scheduled additional rallies. He feels emboldened by the results of Nevada, and that he now has the ability to say that he does have broad-based appeal because of Nevada. Hmm. Um, and so, and Joe Biden is still um, holding out hope that um, that South Carolina will turn things back around for him. So, I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. We will know answers to these things and more next time on Wait, Tell Me Everything. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da. All right, girl. Let's wrap this up. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle, email us at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com.